I think we all have the same fantasy of going back to high school. Not going back to suffer at the hands of the cruelty of high school, but to go back and show everyone that you really got this, that you're not the complete fool and loser that you thought you were, but you're actually a very successful person, and you're not going to let anyone show you that you aren't. So, never been kissed is an opportunity to get at something like that. But in the telling of this story, other things happen that kind of complicate the, the fun and the joy of returning to high school. Like romance between adults, but also adults that think the other adult is not quite an adult and there's still some kind of romantic tension. Huh? It's never been kissed. Has it aged well? We'll get into it, we promise. And bonus, we're joined by the On The Verge pod, so it's going to be a very, very special conversation. It's Never Been Kissed. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of A Gentleman's Guide to Rom-Coms. I am Kelly McCrillis, and as always, with me is my co-host. Ryan Graves. No accent this time. No accent? No, no, just, just normal Ryan. Can I say two words? Thank God. Yeah, I know. Mainly because we have a couple of guests here, and I wouldn't want to embarrass us in front of our guests. No, I, I mean, it's been so many. It's been so long since we had a guest. It's so nice. Do you think it was because of the accents? Yeah, they were afraid or offended. One of the two. Sure. But uh, joining us today, we have Liz Beeson and Rebecca Ducker, Hello. all the way from the On Verge podcast. Woo! Woo! So, hello. Oh, hello. Um, so good having you here, here being there on the internet in front of us. Um, At least part of us are in person. We're getting there. Yeah. Step by step, <laughs> step by, by step. step. We're getting to, to that. Um, well, hey, uh, tell us a little bit about you two. Uh, tell us about On the Verge, the podcast, which you so graciously had what? us on. Award winning podcast. Yeah. Award-winning. yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah, please take it away. Tell us about yourselves. Well, I uh, am Liz Beeson, I think. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I am the co-host and producer and editor of On The Verge. Um, It's the podcast about losing your virginity or your your sexual debut, as we like to say. Um, So we... We interview a lot of people about their personal stories of uh, their first times. And, you know, some have been really funny. Some have been really poignant, sad. Like we've had stories from all sorts of people. We've also incorporated reviewing films, uh, which oftentimes get losing uh, one's virginity very wrong. <laughs> so, oh, no, that's never uh, We're happened. excited to... Never. No, <laughs> no. Um, but... Yeah, this has been a, a wonderful podcast that uh, both myself and Rebecca have been working on for a while, and uh, we're so excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you, and we're mainly excited not to be telling our virginity stories on air again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to rehash it. I don't want to go over it. Our listeners no, haven't I, heard it. No, no, no. Sure? They, no they, they have to go to On The Verge to listen to it. That's ah, the whole that's point. That's a good point. It's, the yeah. cross promotion. it's, it's almost like a, a taboo subject at this point, because, I mean, we can't. No, no we, we can't step on that territory. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Don't go. don't worry. You guys, your corner's fine. We won't uh yeah. we won't imp- The fans imp- want to know. Yeah. The fans want to know about your tales. Um, <laughs> well, fine. This voice this easily voice is from Rebecca Duckert. I'm the, <laughs> the co-host of On the Verge. I Liz and I started this podcast uh in the midst of 
the pandemic last year, 2020. And it was born out of kind of me wanting to be like nosy and know people's uh, private tales of private moments. And Are you like that in Liz, real life or did you need the podcast for that? 100%. I, yeah, I'm yes. like, Liz is always like, you're just interviewing people all the time. I just, I just am naturally like inquisitive. I have been since I was a child. And I, there was something about the first time, like people's losing their virginity. That was very intriguing to me because, it, you know, it's so trite to say, but like sex is the thing that unites us all across this planet throughout history. Sure. We are all here talking to each other, you fine fellows on this podcast, because our parents decided to do a deed and now we're here. And so it's just like, I think it's fascinating to think about how every person that's ever had sex had to have a first time. So your grandmother, Brad Pitt, everybody had that one, you know, My grandmother spark with that Brad Pitt. <laughs> she wishes. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that one like spark that kind of just like set the stage for the rest of their sexual lives, whether it be good or bad. And so I just thought that that was something, you know, interesting to explore. Um, and yes, and we had you guys on our special installments that we do called Verge in uh, Film. So Get it? Um, reviewing a movie. And and um, so, yes, we would love all of your listeners to listen to that episode as soon as our and, season two comes out later. And I'm assuming they can year. find you on every podcast platform available ever. Oh, yeah. Wherever you get your podcasts, you will find On The Verge, spelled V-I-R-G. Do you know when your season two drops? July. July. Oh. I wonder if it's going to be during our birthday week. I Ryan and I have had a birthday week, week, like, for the last 11 years So excited together. for our birthday. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. Oh, my Yeah, I mean, come on, come on over. Or Skype in. <laughs> We're all vaccinated. Yes. Yeah. Well, Kelly, uh, to kick the episode off, we need to get into our first installment. We've got a game, don't we? We do have a game. Welcome, both of you, to Game Corner. Woo! The game we are playing today is a gentleman's classic. It's called uh, Two Truths, or sorry, <clears throat> I always get this wrong. That's it's part of the tradition. <laughs> it's called Two Lies, a Truth, and a Pizza Place, but there's only one lie and no pizza. And the basic conceit of this game is we have three different film synopses, and we're gonna read them out to you. Two of them are real movies. Mm -hmm. One of them is a movie that we've made up, and it's your job to guess which one is which. And you get extra credit if you can guess what the film is that we're describing. Correct. Uh, Ryan, okay. I think you should take away uh, this first one right here. Okay, first film synopsis. A young girl attracts the attention of the school's resident bad boy. After, after a flirtation, he finally invites her to his house where they can both lose their virginity. But after just a minute, the sex is already over, and our disappointed heroine is told that the bad boy already had done it plenty of times before her. If, if you notice the theme here, it's, it's all about virginity. Virgin themes. Yes. And we appreciate <laughs> that. We appreciate Ian, the cross, we're, we're melding yes. shows. This is like this your, your, your friend is coming over. They're gluten-free. It's like, we'll, we'll make some gluten-free <laughs> stuff. They, had, they brought me gluten-free today. It was great. Okay, read the second one. Oh, okay. So the second movie is <clears throat> three young women, all high school overachievers, and virgins decide that they must lose their virginity by their high school graduation. After a wild and crazy night, they each accomplish their goals, just not with whom they had initially planned. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, are you, do, do you two want the third one or have you already guessed? No, we gotta give the oh, third give one. Them. That's okay. the game. Oh, okay. Come on. All right, go ahead. Right. <laughs> a young nerd who throughout the film pretends to be much older than he is ends up losing his virginity to the most beautiful girl in school for about a second before <laughs> being interrupted by the police. <laughs> okay. Okay, so... So we pick which one is fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to find out which one is fake. Real, and then bonus if we know we, the movie. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Liz, do you have any thoughts? Oh, big thinking faces going on right now. I know. We're coming oh. up for the camera. Um, <laughs> so, do we need to concur, or can we just give our? Oh, answer? you can oh, you both. Can, yeah, yeah we've never had this. Divergent answers. Uh-huh. I diverge. Nope. Uh, uh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Drop. <laughs> Um, I am leaning towards number two being fake. And your evidence? I can't think. Maybe it's just me not not thinking clearly. I can't think of a movie where there were three females, female heroines, losing their virginity. I feel like that seems like too. It seems too like like that's a male plot. Hum, <laughs> hum, hum, hum. Interesting. Okay, it's okay. an interesting thing. Number one, I think, is Lady Bird. Okay. <laughs> Am I wrong? Okay. Way off. <laughs> We're not going to spoil it yet. All right. Well, what about you, Liz? <laughs> I actually thought number two was uh, real. Uh, what movie? I'm going to go with... Um, sorry, we're picking the... Oh, no. I just lost, lost the track of what the... You're picking, the, <laughs> you're, you're you're trying picking to one pick fake one. One fake, fake one. Pick, Which one is the lie? Pick the fake one. Okay, and pick the no fake pizza. one. I think the third one is the lie. I think the other the two The third one sounds... with the police busting in? Yes. Okay, Kelly, tell them, tell them yes. the reveal. And... Rebecca wins. Yay! Uh, <laughs> so the first one was Lady Bird. You you nailed that one. Um, oh my god! A little t- like Timothy Chalamet being an asshole. Yeah. Um, and the middle one was one that Ryan and I just came up with. Um, well, the the middle one is kind of a takeoff on Superbad. Right. That's what I was saying. Which yeah. is our third movie. Superbad is McLovin. Um, gets interrupted but, by the police. You know what I thought number two was. And, but I was, it has been a while since I've seen it, but I thought it was Virgin Suicides. Oh. Do you remember? Because they sure. were all the, like uh-huh. the sisters and they're all in high Maybe school. Maybe we accidentally and they go to prom. Suicides. I haven't seen it. So that's. You might have accidentally. <laughs> I think I'd like to make that movie, but make it like kind of a little bit more comedic. Virgin yeah. Suicides is not like, yes. you know. A yeah. little lighter. <laughs> not, not funny. But Rebecca, you're right. Like not there funny. are very few movies that. Have take three that female protagonists. Uh-huh. Yeah, where like the girls are like the you know dictating like what's going to happen to their yeah. sexual. Hey Paramount, uh, hit us up. Come we'll on, make Paramount. that movie right now. Give us a call. We wrote that in four minutes. I mean, come on, it's yeah. not that hard to make movies. Good job. So uh, no. this week's movie, we're doing Never Been Kissed, and this was suggested by you guys. Uh, I'm curious why you, you guys wanted to jump into this one. Well, I think you know we felt like this is a, a crossover moment mm-hmm. between our two podcasts. Mm-hmm. And we felt like, what's a way to incorporate our theme, which is first times, sexual debuts. And we figured if you've never been kissed, you probably have never been beep. Yeah. You know? Like, Unless so. you're Julia Roberts in uh, Pretty Woman, because she, that's against her rules. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. You it's don't not, kiss. But, it's not kosher. Yeah. It's, it's too emotional. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we just thought, like, this was... Um, and they do discuss virginity throughout, you know, the film. But it's more just... It, it just mm-hmm. felt like that was... um. Well, um, I think it's about time for them to tell us a story then. Yeah. Tell us a story. 
Tell me a story, Turk. Let me tell you a story about love, D'Artagnan. Ask you about love? Probably quote me a sonnet. I'm not much more than an interpreter, and not very good at telling stories. That's the end. What do you mean, that's the end? That's not. It's the beginning of something interesting. Listen, that's the end of that saga. The end. All right, so this is 1999, uh-huh. uh, Chicago, right? Yeah. Chicago. Chicago. Um, I was so sunny that I thought it was L.A. Weird. Oh, huh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really. Um, 1999, <laughs> we're on the, you know, we're about to hit Y2K. So it's like an exciting time for fashion, for stress about whatever's about to go down with the millennium. Um, and we have Josie, whatever her last name is, played by Drew Barrymore, mm, mm-hmm. um, who I have to say, this is maybe my favorite Drew Barrymore role. I find her to be kind of like annoying in a lot of movies, but she was very like endearing in this. And so she's, a 25-year-old copy editor at a major Chicago newspaper. I think it's the, the Sun Times, I think. And mm-hmm. she has dreams of being a writer. But John C. Riley, her tough, <laughs> tough as nails boss. I love C. John C. Riley. I'm like, yeah. hey! I know. I love, I love him in anything. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. There are so many cameos, but I was telling Liz this right before we we hopped onto this uh, to, to record. John C. Riley, don't. Don't lose your shit on this. He's 34 years old in this movie. Whoa. He looks Whoa. like 55 <laughs> all the time. Yeah. It I wonder how so much smoking he had to do for this role just to like it really. was <laughs> jarring to see what year he was born. Because I'm just obsessed with doing that now. Like mm-hmm. Watching movies that I watched as a youth. I'm like, how old was this person really now that I'm of age? And to know that he was 34 made me want to throw it's all those P.T. Anderson movies. <laughs> yeah. When, you, uh-huh. when you're in a P.T. Anderson really? movie, he's like smoking in your face. He's like, yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, I love John C. Riley. He's one of my favorites, but he looks like a catcher's mitt. He looks- <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he's an angry boss. He's like, we need new stories. And Josie's like, what about me? I've got a, a tale. Maybe I'll go. I think they, they decide they want to go have her go undercover at a local public high school yeah. to find out what the kids at the turn of the 21st century are up to. Yeah. Cause you have that, that editor who's like, Hey, go get me a story. I, I got to go play tennis and whatever. I'm so just super rich. Gary that, that's Gary Marshall. That's, Gary Marshall, that's yeah. the director of pretty woman. One of the greatest rom-coms of all time and Valentine's day. One of the worst rom-coms of all time. And this movie yeah. also written by the writers of Valentine's, Valentine's day. day, which is <laughs> weird. Um, yeah. So, they decide to have Josie. They're going to give her a chance. And so she she was a nerd. We learned that she was a nerd in high school, which was only like eight years before. So it's not even that long ago that she was in high school. And we see she's like really smart, but very nerdy, had, you know, just like a rough time, not accepted by her peers, um, except for like a few ner- her, right. of her I, nerdy I, friends. I have a question for both of you, actually, on that point. What, I just need to know, since we're talking about high school a lot in this movie, what mm-hmm. were... What were the two of you in high school? Were you the nerds? Were you the what, were you part of a clique at all, or were you just so unique that you stood outside of it? I think, I think on paper, I was probably a nerd. I was in the band. Yeah. Uh, I was like in the AP classes, um, but but I also like got along with everybody. Like I think mm-hmm. it was kind of I don't know. I was in the neutral could could like float between groups kind of people, uh, but never. Never probably seen as popular, ba- band, but never yeah. like band a neutral is a good place to be. Loser, you what know? did you play in band? Uh, I played the clarinet, but I also was in color guard. So yeah, all right. the flags. I played the flags. <laughs> yeah. What you don't see right now is Liz is pulling out her clarinet. <laughs> I'm gonna show yeah, you. I'll play a little solo for you. <laughs>
Um, and Liz, tell that you were like in a small town in Tennessee. So it was like everybody. Yeah. How big was your high school? I think we had uh, two to three hundred in our high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. like that was like the size of my class, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the size of my class. <laughs> yeah. We went. But I went to an all girls Catholic high school in New Orleans, Louisiana. Very Catholic. Whoa. Yeah, not hot. As people <laughs> like to like. Oh yeah. It was not a boarding school. It was just <laughs> in New Orleans. Our education, uh, our system is not great. So it's kind of like if you wanted to go to a good school, it. It was a Catholic school. So I had gone to Catholic schools my whole life. And it just, I was going to go to St. Mary's Dominican for high school. And honestly, I was glad to have gone to just, to just be around all girls for four years. And these like very formative years where you can be feeling stressed out about like, is this boy watching me? Like while I'm taking a math test or, you know, we didn't have to shave our legs. We didn't have to like worry about shit like that. We could just like learn. There weren't people dumping sprites in your backpack or (laughs) anything. No, no. So was there a lot of different kind of cliques or was it just one giant clique of Catholic high school students? No, that's what's so interesting. I mean, I think like it's funny that how these cliques really do kind of transcend whatever school you're in. I mean, maybe it's more of an American thing. I I can't speak for other countries, but yeah, I mean, like we had I was kind of like Liz. I was right in the middle. I was co-captain of my dance team, but I also did some theater. I was a dancer. I did not like memorize lines or sing or anything like that. So it was like I was dancing up a storm throughout college. We were in parade. I mean, high school. Sorry. I was in pr- marching parades because it's New Orleans. So we had Mardi Gras parades and things. Um, I was in a lot of clubs. I was in honors classes, but I was like very middle of the road, you know, like good sco- student, but not great. I had nerdy friends. I had popular friends, but I was not, you know. Popular. Was there like a boys school that they had you oh, co-mingle yeah. with? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, brother Martin was our like brother school. Like we, and so my dance team danced for their football games. So that was kind of like how you met people was like, Oh, we would practice okay. four days a week with their band, their marching band and like football players would be practicing. So that was like a thrill because it's like all day you're with the girls, but then in the afternoons it was like, all right, let's put on a makeup <laughs> just okay. outside and sweat it all <laughs> off while we dance. But yeah, so that was like the time, like the football games on the weekends. So that was that was fun. Very cool. I would love to see a movie about that. Yeah, that would be a cool high school movie. Yeah, I mean, no offense to the small town, Liz, but um, that would be a the, good the- movie too. <laughs> also, a good Done. movie. Why did I like seen it, Liz? <laughs> Kelly, what was your high school experience? Oh, I was um, I was kind of, I was kind of like Liz actually. So I was, I was a choir kid that transcended many different groups. So I was like in all the AP classes, I was friends with most of the punks, but I dressed like a nerd because I also played Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. Um, so, oh, and I was also on like varsity soccer and stuff. And so just a, a kind of a mix, not super popular, not super like reviled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mine. I was kind of like a middle of the road achiever, so I was definitely not in any kind of like classes that gave me any kind of nerd cred. And I was in, you were in a band. You I were was in, in band, but I was the drummer, so like I would never have been given any. But you kind were in of a band as well. I was also cool. in a band. I yeah. was in I was in jazz band, pep band, marching band, regular band, my rock band, <laughs> church band. Whoa! Some church band. Ryan's Ryan's a drummer, and so he's um, he's pretty kick ass. I miss my drums. Uh, I sold my drum set 
several years ago to get cash to buy my engagement ring for my wife. Ryan called me crying oh. that night. <laughs> oh my God. But it was so worth it. It was. Yeah, it's nice that your wife's pretty cool. She's so is cool. your child. <laughs> She's cool. And he, he likes to play drums on everything. So. He loves hitting yeah. crap. Uh, I was going to make a terrible, I was going to make a terrible joke about this, this podcast is all about terrible jokes. Go ahead. You trading in one thing to bang for another. Oh. Yes. yes. Yeah. That, it had to be said. But I, it had to be said. Like, like a potty humor over, over it on the verge. Yeah. Okay. We'll bring it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hey, Ryan, what was the name of your, your rock band in high school? Oh, you're never going to believe it. It's called Affair with a Bear. <laughs> I love that name. I mean, it's so good. good. It, was there any significance? Are you just Did like you, rhyming? What? We were practicing out in the barn. Wow, what a cool high school lifestyle we had. My friend Cameron had a barn that we had our our like setup in, and we're like, where's our bass player? And someone was like, oh, he's probably out in the woods having an affair with a bear. And we're like, was like <gasps> band name. <laughs> That's a good one. It was did awesome. you guys ever tour with like uh, minus the bear or any of the other bear bands? I mean, we should have the the closest we got to fame. No, there were no bears, but there was kind of modest mouses. There was kind of All mice. The, the... you guys played with modest mouse. We didn't play with modest mouse. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I, I'm pretty sure you would have bragged it. We played the at ones. the same venue that modest mouse played at several times. Oh. So <laughs> if that like... means we were as good as modest mouse. Then we were as good as Modest Mouse. That's like me saying, I stood yeah. in the same room as David Harbour once. Yeah, I mean, you you get it. You get You're me, right? You're as cool as David Harbour. <laughs> uh, okay, anyways, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. yes, was a nerd in high school. Um, I, and not only a, a nerd per se, but she was just like, she was really picked on, it seems yes. like. They called yeah. her Josie Grossy. It was so her mean. Brother, yeah, man. Her brother, played by David Arquette, uh, he coined, coined the, the, term. T- the name. It was like, what an awful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't seem that apologetic no. about it either. Like uh, he's like a little, but like, it's like, dude, yeah. how, <laughs> that's like something that Ross would do to Monica, but feel super ashamed about yeah, or something. Yeah. 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 And they're like, they're <laughs> yeah. obviously very close like years later, you know, as they're adults or whatever, but I'm just like, I, you'd be mm-hmm. dead to me calling me <laughs> Jesse Grant right. getting the whole school. I, I I, I think um, so. I had I had kind of a problem with that in the movie, but um, we do this thing in in our podcast where we rewrite the movie. Can can I rewrite the movie a little bit, right? And guys, yeah, yeah, let's do okay. It. You write your first draft with your heart, and you rewrite with your head. So. Basically, there's this scene we we kind of get that not only was she um, a a nerd and people called her Josie Grossy and she had like a crush on this like boy named Billy and was like really blatant about it. But he asked her to prom and we get that most of her high school trauma comes from the fact that he asked her to prom, which is she thinks is crazy, but she's like really jazzed for it. And then as he swings by her house in a limousine, he's there with the like like a hot babe of some kind. And then he eggs her while she's standing there in her prom dress in her face. And it's just like, it's heartbreaking. Like my, my heart sank. I was just like, this is devastating. It is really sad. And, but I thought, man, what a missed opportunity. You could have like the reason why she's so allied to 
her her brother because like she seems to like re- be really close to him. I would have loved it if he ran out of the house right then and like saw him and chased down the car and like pulled him out and beat him up. And that's where with we a baseball get... bat. Yeah, yeah. Or he's a baseball know, player. That was the whole thing. Perfect. Gosh, that would have been dark. <laughs> but. <laughs> But um, that way, when she like finds out later on, like she's maybe she's always looked to him as like her savior. And like, that's why she's always so close to him, even as they grow up. And then later on, she finds out that he was the one who started Josie Grossi. And like that would be like a big hurt for her. But in this movie, it was just like a moment where he's like, I actually started that. And she's like, oh, that sucks. Okay, let's move on. Well, I I will say for for that, that arc, though, is so what happens is. Uh, Josie does start going to high school as an undercover student and she starts telling her brother about, you know, all the things that she's discovering and like the second chance that she gets to like go through high school again and try, try it different and be cool and like have a chance at being cool. And this gives David Arquette the idea of like, hey, I should try that because he really wants to like reclaim his baseball career. And so he enrolls as a fake student too. And he basically joins up uh, in the class and like, Josie is having the hardest time trying to be the new cool girl and she's having a hard go of it. And she's like, there's no way you can do it in day. And there's like a cut to of David Arquette, like becoming the most popular guy by eating a vat of uh, coleslaw. So it's like, it's, it's wild to me. And I'm like, like he becomes popular within seconds of arrival. And then she's there for for like a couple of weeks and everyone hates her guts immediately. Like, I don't understand the logic behind that. Well, but I bring that up for the for his his arc just to say he redeems himself because the first try at high school he made that moniker and basically destroyed her reputation for the all of high school and then the second time around he started all these rumors that she's like the coolest person ever sure which is great I just wish I I am just mean that we could have felt it just a little bit more I, I like that yeah. redemption arc I, I, I thought like it was a good arc. redemption I mean yeah. he goes so far as to say that he dated her <laughs> yeah just like <laughs> yeah the movie I'm like I don't know if you guys have thought this through. <laughs> There is a lot about this movie that wasn't thought through because so much she's so she wants to be a a reporter, right? It seems like she has this dream to become a reporter, even though she is a copy editor and she really like she kicks ass at being a copy editor. Right. But she um, when she gets to school, she's like wearing this clothes that I think Molly Shannon, who's her friend at the her her super sexed friend at at the workplace is like um, picks out for her. Yeah. And why? If she's an investigative reporter, do do a little research. See what the kids are wearing well, these days. Can you guys I'm I'm not a girl. So I'm curious what, what? your guys is is your reaction to her first day, her hair, her makeup, and her outfit. Just like can you describe what's going on there? Honestly, it looked so it's we're we're in 1999, but I felt like her outfit looked like something out of maybe like five years before, like clueless. Yeah. yeah. It did not feel like that 99, 2000 moment that we were having in fashion. Which makes, which makes sense because she's, she's yeah. 23 in this movie. But 25. yes, I agree. She's 25? Yeah. How, does she like never walk on the streets of Chicago to see like, right. <laughs> like it's just such a strange. But then she's face. like wearing this lipstick that makes her just totally washed out. Oh, just like so yeah. oh, ghost. <laughs> ghost. <laughs> yeah. And she's, and she's using her brother's car because she feels like that'll make her look cooler than like whatever you know, boring sedan she was driving. Yeah. Which um, like she's, she's hardcore Gen X. So like, right. you know, beat up car. It's kind of grungy. Maybe that was super in oh, you. You guys tell us what year did you grad graduate? Grad is my cool word for graduate. High school? Yeah. Grad. 
2000, you were two? Yeah. I was 01. Yeah. Okay. I was 05. So yeah. like all of, all of that is just kind of over my head as far as like what was cool in the early 90s or late yeah. 90s. Actually, I wasn't cool in the late 90s. As far as I was concerned, what was cool in 1999 was Star Wars The Phantom Menace. So... <laughs> I mean, yeah, 99, I was, I think when this movie came out, I was like 15, about to be 16. So this movie was like, right. This was for you. Cause I had never been kissed at this point. I would get kissed later in the year, like around around my birthday, November, 1999. So, so this was very much like, I need to see this movie. I need to study it. And, um, but I, how does one get kissed if one has never been, (laughs) what do we need to do? Write a, a, an op-ed in (laughs) a Chicago newspaper. All right, let's do it. Yeah, this movie came out when I was in, what was I, in sixth grade then? Probably. Yeah. yeah. And so I was aware of it, but I was like, I'm not quite there. I'll be there soon, <laughs> but I'm yeah. okay. So I guess what happens next in this movie is uh, she she's like she befriends kind of the mathletes. Um, she naturally falls in with the mathletes. And Lily Sobieski is here, and it's always great to see Lily Sobieski. It's, it's so great, but also... Like they're like playing her off as like this super nerd that like nobody respects or loves except the mathletes. And it's like, she's Lily Sobieski guys. Like, I, like, come on. Like she's yeah. super beautiful and super yeah. like confident. I just, <laughs> I don't know how she has a problem in this high school. Well, she reminded me a little bit of Janice Ian. She just was a more elegant Janice Ian in a certain way. You know, like if Janice Ian was on the mathlete team. Sure. You know, yeah. yeah. I, speaking of Janice Ian, this, this movie feels like the progenitor for mean girls. I, I see. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I see a spectrum of clueless, never been kissed. And then mean girls is like the inevitability. Yeah, very much so. So she befriends, uh, her and, um, just because her like Aldis, Aldis, Aldi. but like, no, that's her like nickname, huh? It's like something. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Let's see what IMDb has, uh, as her character name. It's like Aldous, uh, Aldous Snow. Aldous Snow. Harlequin romance novel. Right. Where are you? Where is she? Uh, Aldous. Oh yeah. And so Aldi was probably her, uh, her nickname. Um, but they become friends. Thinking she was so cool. Like I loved how confident she was. Um, I love her glasses. Her glasses are cool. Like she just seemed to be, I, I, I wrote down in my, my copious notes uh, that the nerds, but especially all this, seem to like know themselves in a way that the other, you know, jerk, like popular kids do not. And I find, right. you know, so appealing. Yeah. Yeah. They, they really strut through the halls like they own that place. Yeah. In their matching sweatshirts. That, that's I that felt like very real. Yeah. Realistic. Very me. much so. It felt like the chess squad, like being like, that's right. You can't mess with us because there's six of us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so she starts falling in with the, the, the mathlete crowd and John C. Riley is like, you gotta be hanging out with the popular girls. There's, you gotta get the dramatic stories. And because there's another, um, the Tribune has somebody who's also getting like, you know, has eyes on the ground. And well, no, I don't mean to keep interjecting, but can we talk about how insane this is that Chicago is a major world city. Uh Two of their major newspapers are obsessed with what's happening with children in high school like at this one high school yeah yeah this very specific suburban high school now what do you two what do you sorry what do you three think about in regards to the fact that there was like we didn't meet the other reporter because i feel like 
That was something I kept waiting for was that like right. the teacher or one of the other popular kids was going to be a 25 year old. And yeah. I really thought the hot, like the hot guy, because at one point in time she starts dating like the hot, cool, confident guy. That he would be the reporter. That he would be the reporter yeah. and they'd both be trying to like scam stories on each other. Okay, here's something. what I was thinking for a second. And this would have been a different movie, but it would have been like a good Black Mirror episode where uh, <laughs> David Arquette joins the class and he's like 22 and he's like a high school student. Josie's already there. I just imagined like this high school doesn't care that all these students are committing fraud on their... <laughs> Yeah, how does this how does this paper not like or how does the school not like get talk? sued for doing this? Yeah. What is the enrollment process? Are they just showing up yeah. to the school like rolling up in the middle of like a semester? Like what what time of year is? I mean, I guess it's towards the end of the year, but it just seems so I like I need I get too wrapped up on like the, the I know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But I wanted to see this like this group of like several hundred people like uh, invasion of the body snatchers yeah, the like high school none of where them are high schoolers no one there are teenagers <laughs> anymore and it's all grown-ups and they just like turn on the teachers like a, and do something nefarious moment. to yeah. them yeah. 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 yeah i am 23 yeah. no i am 25 <laughs> unfortunately yes. that doesn't happen and it's just those two who are in high school also <laughs> slightly trying so when as as she tries to get john c Riley's like game afoot by you know um, hanging out with the popular kids, um, her and her brother both start kind of dating people. Um, <laughs> definitely, Didn't think I this think movie through, guys. One, one of them's an 18-year-old, uh, so that's less creepy, but still creepy. And then the other one is 16, still legal at the time in Chicago, but super creepy yeah. still. <laughs> yeah. Um, they push it right to the envelope. Yeah. And not I, the envelope I want to see being pushed. <laughs> and nope. um, s- sitting astride very sexually that envelope um, is a uh, an English teacher. Michael Varton. Mike, played by Michael Varton, who um, basically bonds with um, our Josie character. Um, uh, Liz is shaking her head right there. Uh, Liz, why don't you jump in here? <laughs> Man, this is just like tolerated gray areas. So proud. <laughs> problematic just like i i yeah 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 super super ryan go ahead well so what we see like let's not creep the viewers out too much we don't mm-hmm. see any like <laughs> physical you don't see it going in they get along and he appreciates her as a student because Josie's old and very smart and is into English. She's very and eloquent. So it and makes sense that he would be attracted to somebody like this. Yeah. Is, is what the movie's trying to tell so us. So the movie goes along and John C. Riley eventually is like, okay, there's the story. You got to tempt Michael Varton into doing something illegal with you. <laughs> Well, well, what would be illegal what would be because considered she is illegal. 25. You yeah. need to like make him lose his honor. And she's like, I'm not doing that. Uh, so like the middle of the movie is her like straying away from Lily Sobieski and away from the mathletes. And because of her brother's help, she now becomes part of the cool crowd with Jessica Alba and James Franco. Yeah. <laughs> who are just in the background slapping this, people's butts. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is James Franco like a mere like five months or something yeah, before. Yeah, pre-freaks and geeks. Freaks and geeks. I, and I'm pretty sure when this movie came out, they were actually filming Freaks and Geeks. Uh, yeah, I remember yeah. it coming out right around mm. the same time. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. And so they get to prom and, you know, the. Well, can we talk, can we talk about like yeah. just to, to yes. go a little bit deeper yeah, yeah. into this like your student thing? First of all, he's at way too many non school functions. Everybody's at way too many of them. Yeah. <laughs> They're on a Ferris wheel They're together. They're painting things together. It's, what is that 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 show where she ends up eating a ganja yeah. brownie? He's at the uh, Ozzo Motley concert like all, in downtown yeah. Chicago. Good for them. It's, yeah, it's like an all ages show, and he's just there with his girlfriend, who is like yeah. a stick in this the mud. Show and this show is in this is in Chicago, right? But like everybody who's anybody is at this place. There's suits there. There's high school students. There's yeah. high school teachers. <laughs> there's like the regulars. Like, what is this bar? <laughs> to use her word that she used later on. She was with a table full of Rastafari. Yeah. I did not know it could pluralize. <laughs> so there, there, it was. It's like a who's who of Chicago is at this warehouse, and it's so but, weird. Yeah, and then she gets high off the brownie, whatever. But yes, that the the Ferris wheel talk where he's like, he's realizing that he's saying things that are too personal for yes. a, a student teacher relationship where he's like you know guys are gonna be lined up he should have yeah. been fired several seasons ago so so there's there's a chance for yeah. redemption here i think when he's on the ferris wheel with her he sees she's lonely and he does a thing that is on on it's on the verge of being inappropriate oh, nice, by nice, even nice. you know getting in there but he gets in there and then they start having a conversation and he says you know what i shouldn't be having this conversation you're right sir that is a good right. point of realization that you should have made and then been like you know what maybe uh, i'll step back from this relationship with my student but he doesn't it gets more in depth and again if i was going to rewrite this movie i would have him very much distancing himself from her and her having a huge crush on him um i think that would have been a better way to play it because then we would have liked him more at the end of the movie (laughs) here's i didn't want i don't want to get into my assessment too early but i'm gonna have to i'm gonna say this movie hasn't thought things through I don't like it as a romantic film, <laughs> but I do like it as a coming of age movie. Yeah, a recoming of age. Yeah, almost. but the romance is like, no, 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 like none of this is good. <laughs> yeah, none of the romances are healthy in this movie. Not one. <laughs> and it's, yeah, and it's only really a romance in those last like. And even five then, it's just it. kind of like, how are you going to tell this story to like the how you met story to new people? It's like, well. I was infiltrating his class. He was being predatory towards me, and that but was working for me. But he didn't know I was twenty-five, so God. you know we we figured it out in the long run. So they get to the prom, and you know she gets the prom queen accolades and all that stuff, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, every single popular mm-hmm. kid and uh, gets to be on in and in she the royalty. legitimately gets asked to prom by one of the coolest guys in school, and she like earns his respect or whatever as of a high school student. Sure. Yes. And then there's like, as soon as we think that this kid who's like kind of a, a, a douche in a way, cause he keeps making up like a new word for cool, which is another thing that I feel like, what did he say? Ferris or like Rufus Rufus. That's so Rufus. Stop Rufus. trying to make Rufus. Rufus. Happen. Exactly. Gonna happen. I, I feel like, like <laughs> Tina Fey took all of the things from this movie and just turned them to Fixed like, them. she, she tuned them to the point where they were yeah. a perfect pitch. Yeah. 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 Um, but like they're dancing and like prom is going great for her at this point in time. And then she sees the rich popular kids basically about to dunk on Lily Sobieski uh, by pouring dog food on her because like the popular kid is like, he always, he says like, she's 
like ugly as a dog or they didn't remember. want the nerds at prom in the first place i'm like you elitist a-holes yeah 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 pain how much energy they spend on yeah. hating right which who don't even seem like there doesn't seem to be like a clash of any kind between them outside of what this movie is right. telling us maybe there no. is one just that they're dicks they're dicks they're dicks yeah. i mean i think uh guy the 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 lead hot <laughs> guy, guy i love which, i love the fact that he's yes, named guy not, perfect yeah guy perkins uh Never in my wildest dreams would I be attracted to this guy now <laughs> or in high school. His like his fucking his hair is terrible. I think he's wearing eyeliner. Skyliner. He's got like these very weird like yeah. piratey shirts that he's wearing. It's he just looks, all bad. He news. looks like Kurt and Cobain if you like sucked all the muscles out of him and then brought him back to life. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a line <laughs> from um, uh, the dream of the nineties. It's like remember the nineties where guys wear pirate shirts and guy liner? <laughs> yeah. I yes. mean, and you know, wear what you want and, and like live your live your awesomeness, but you you got to be a nice person too. Yeah, and it yeah. it boggles my mind that he would be so popular because he wasn't he he wasn't playing sports, but he's hanging around all the jocks. And I think it's yeah, just the way the way that she describes it at the end when she's like forgiving everybody for their sins yeah. over a monologue is like, and yeah. that confident person that you can't help but like. So he goes yeah. up to Lily Sobieski and he's like, let's put the past behind us and let's have a dance. I wanted to know about their past. Like, did they date? So what What's I really path? appreciate about this yeah. moment, I was like, this might be your most brilliant moment because that's the thing about high school is you come up with them in junior high and in high school and you're, you, you kind of cross paths with Everything lots factions. of different people and like old factions go to new factions clicks dissolve and you know mm -hmm. reemerge and different stuff like that so it's like i totally buy that the two of them were in different kinds of clicks before, before this year yeah and there was some kind of dynamic so that felt the most like she, she seems line. to know a lot about the court which is this i think that's what they call it it's the place where all the cool kids go to drink mm -hmm. and i I wanted a, like a story for, I wanted her to tell Drew Barrymore like, yeah, yeah, I used to be a super popular kid or something. And, you know, me and this guy dated and we broke up because of X or something. Like, it's cool that it's cool that it didn't happen. Cause I like the subtlety of that moment too, but I wanted more. Yeah. But it's something that you buy. It's like, yeah. okay, she yeah. kind of ran with that crowd before. So there's maybe a, like other resentment that we don't know. About. Right. Like I, it makes me want to watch the movie about Lily Sobieski is really what it, yeah. Like I want her story a little bit. Yeah. Um, but she saves her from being like Drew Barrymore saves her from being dog fooded um, and basically carried yeah. at, at this prom. And um, then she chastises all of the high schoolers and kind of does, does this monologue about how they, you know, need to stop caring about what everybody thinks, which is, you know, what she needs to do. But she also outs herself as a 25 year old. Yeah. And outs her brother. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And then, like, and then, you know, why? they have the dark night of the soul where Michael Vartan's like, I can't believe you lied to me. I was so in love with you when you were this 16 year old girl. But now that you're an adult, it's I so can't be. A <laughs> well, so that. Oh, my God. Let we, there's so much happening at this prom that is crazy to me. Like, OK, so two things. So I, I just I don't even know where to begin. So can we just go back to the popular guy dancing with mm -hmm. Drew Barrymore? When he's like, you rock yeah, and then he immediately he goes over. You, you rock. Yeah. And then he, yeah. So I'm like, was he lying to Drew Barrymore or is he just like a narcissist? And he's like, whoever, I whatever, like, I don't care. I took him as a like, dumb high school kid. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. just like you're amazing, blah blah. And I was like, is that felt like an unanswered question? Like, is he being genuine or is nothing genuine with this guy? And then he goes to Lila Sobieski. Then they have their slow dance, and it's so uncomfortable because she's in that yeah. tight unitard. And I'm like, it's all gonna go down for you. I'm so sorry. Uh, but then the slow dance that she, it was just like a nightmare is the teacher asking Drew Barrymore to dance. God. I wrote down, I'm like, this would never happen. Yeah. You would be fired immediately. Like there is no way. Maybe you do like a funny dance with a teacher or something. You are never going no. to slow dance with a teacher. There's, no, there's no hand around the happen. back <laughs> like that could go lower. No. 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 Oh my God. No. It just made me think of like the few, like the handful of male teachers that were at my all girls school and how like those guys <laughs> were just like walking on eggshells. Like, <laughs> They're like six like, foot, whatever, social, distance, social distance. Social um, distance. Um, before it was cool. <laughs> that's the, that's what they should have described at the beginning of the pandemic. Just like, just, just imagine you're the only male at an all girls <laughs> high school, just six feet at all times. Just never, <laughs> you know, my favorite version of that yeah. was, um, uh, DeCoveney. Uh, there was basically like this, um, this as in David. Yeah. He's six feet tall. And so there was this coffee shop that just said, like, make sure that you stand a Duchovny apart. And they had like one David Duchovny, two David Duchovny's on the ground, three David Duchovny's. <laughs> I like the Duchovny as a unit of measure. Me too. It sounds, it sounds like something old world, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. But yeah, so they're slow dancing and then she's like, I got to tell you something. And then she stops Lily Sobieski from getting drenched in dog food. And what but are she's you like, gonna I got to tell you something. And it's like, is he? And yeah, I'm like, are you about to Yeah, because he just broke up with his girlfriend like, and he's like, yeah, I made, I'm making some good life decisions now. <laughs> it's, it's. I want to commit a light crime with you. Like, yeah. How, how would you feel? Because I want it to be consensual right. when I, you know, commit this bad crime. I'm not quite sure if it's a felony or misdemeanor, but who cares when it's love? Reveals she's 25. Shit hits the fan. Everybody hates her. Her brother hates her. And then Colson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's mad for some yeah. reason. Oh, it's because um, like how the, dare you be of age? The the whole yeah, he's he's like mad that she's not <laughs> young. <laughs> he's like, I only I only date people under 20 anyway. Um the uh basically there's this like uh, I guess it's not a side plot, but it's it's they start they start monitoring her uh, when she doesn't like bring them a good story, like John C. Riley and the whole office, which is filled with Octavia Spencers and Molly Shannons, um, both of whom I think are underused. Molly Shannon they use a little bit more, but um, yeah. Um, but they're they're following along because she's wearing like a camera. And my question to you guys is: If you have this whole setup, why doesn't she have an earpiece in? Like, why can't they tell her what's going on? Because she's got the guy in the van, right? Who's like the IT guy. Yeah. And he's like, don't do not do that. Look at your forehead. He's like trying to talk to her. It's like, he has a yeah. microphone right there. Why can't she hear him? Yeah. This you, seems like a big have, oversight. These are bad reporters. You've thought this movie out too much. You're, you're way <laughs> this is my This is my problem. Uh, no, and I think that that would have been like revolutionary technology at the time. Right? Just yeah, it would have been a, cool. A camera. Yeah, with like a like, welcome to Y two K people. The yeah. camera is like I don't think you can have a camera like that in today's world. No, I think it's too exactly. spy. It's too small. Um, also, like you I, need to have a battery pack or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she didn't have anything. It was just like a little like Delta. There was a yeah. there was a transmitter. Oh, that was he gave. there? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, I missed that. I was, really so, I was gonna say this is pretty spiky, but it's mm -hmm. it's just kind of like you know what, you guys, the pin doesn't make sense anyways. Why bother? Like you're already in <laughs> science fiction. <laughs> She's wearing, I mean, as someone who likes fashion, it's like she's wearing this dumb pin 
to ev- with every outfit, no one's saying something about it. Come on, those girls, those popular. <laughs> yeah, they would have ripped her apart. <laughs> narc, you narc. Grandma pin. And just, you narc. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, <laughs> an entire office staff is just watching the, like, goings on of minors all day long <laughs> like they're like they're they're all upset all- at the newspaper because like you know the other paper is doing better than them this is why it's because you're all watching what's going on <laughs> in, like in this office Get go to, to work, work. go to work like that's not a good thing that a bunch of adults are just like what's up with the children what are they <laughs> let's look at and there's a lot of awkward jokes of like oh man they didn't look like yeah. that when i went to high school it's like nope no 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 Oh, go back. Of, of, mm, <laughs> no. Yes. So the third act mm. is about Josie's, you know, redemptive arc in the, you know, which, the classical style. Which isn't really a redemptive arc. It's just like her trying to get, like her no. writing her story, which is a little bit more sincere, I guess. But she didn't have a problem being sincere anyway. It was other people who were pushing her to be the spy. And then she, at the end of this article that she writes, she she found the story, which is her Her second chance at high school. And which is a good story. It is a good story. Yeah. She's the story. Um, It's a human, human piece. But then she calls for uh, Colson, her English teacher to come meet her out on a baseball field and give her her first kiss, Um, which also a lot of pressure, but um, he, she goes and stands there and then the clock ticks down and everybody's cheering for her. There's like 10 seconds left. I don't know why they're still cheering and they're not desperately afraid for her. I like, I'm so empathetic that I probably would have just passed out from the sheer like, Oh, he's not going to show up. Oh my God. But they're like, yeah. Also, it's like Jessica Alba and the mean click that got foiled by her are like, we're so happy for you. Yeah, The boy that she just like broke up with is like, woo. And it's like, what are are you guys talking about right now? Do you not have real emotions? Everyone loves her now. Is it that they are like, oh, well, she's like older. And like, that's kind of sad that she's never been kissed. So we're going to like be cheerleaders for her. I don't know. I mean, it's the same thing with um, Sobieski as well, because she broke up with her as a friend, basically because she forgot to come to a place once. And it's like, girl, maybe this is why you don't have friends. You're overreacting about like somebody just not showing up to something once. Like, yeah, it's not cool, but come on. Well, I I mean, to be fair, she was really ghosting Lily Sobieski. Once. No, but she was really kind of like, oh, yeah, sure. I guess I can like come and hang out with you, but never really. You know what, Ryan, at the beginning of our friendship, you did that all the time. And we wouldn't be friends today if I wasn't like, you know what? I bet there's a good soul in there somewhere. Ryan Ryan ditched me to hang out with his future (laughs) wife before they were dating once when we were on a trip. I'm still bitter to this day. I did? Yeah, remember we were supposed to go to Green Bluff and pick apples? And you're like, "Uh, I'm going to hang with Sarah because, you know, she doesn't want to go. And I was like, you son of a bitch. But it's cool. I know. Don't worry. We don't need to air out all the dirty I'm sorry. (laughs) No, but... But... No, you were with your girlfriend. I was with my girlfriend at the time, but I wanted you you to come because I didn't like her. Okay. Um, but anyway, so well, Josie basically, redeemed herself with that at least because then she like at the dance she saves her from the dog food and then she's yeah like, you'd exactly. be lucky to be friends with her she's amazing yeah so yeah, yeah. it's it, a good it's a good righteous anger monologue yeah yes and and we we kind of get that like uh, Lily Sobieski has um, a daughter or not a daughter sorry <laughs> a little sister <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> 
That would have been crazy. These crazy kids. <laughs> um, and, and I thought it would have been fun if, like, you know, now that Josie is out as a 25-year-old, if she was like, yeah, you can be, like, my, like, I'll mentor you. Yeah, because you're, you're godmother. You know, you're, you're into... No. Why is she so good at calculus? She's a math nerd, but she's also a math or like, I mean, she's an English yeah. nerd. Yeah, she's brilliant. She's a genius. She's but she brilliant. can also do the splits. Yeah, she's just brilliant. Okay. She's awesome. That's and that's fine. why Sam Coulson loves her in an inappropriate way. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go and Mac, basically he shows up um, on the pitcher's mound and they Mac for an inordinate amount of time yeah. for her first kiss too, which she seems to be pretty good at. Good I don't know about your guys' first kiss. Like, that's, good. that's a good point. She's a brilliant she's kisser. Great yeah. kisser. She's not using too much tongue. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Level. They're, they're and, completely disregarding the fact that an actual baseball game needs to start. Needs, like, needs to like, start get happening. off the field. Yeah, like, <laughs> Get, get off the field, Sharita. <laughs> so in the in the audience, like get out of here. You know, like we right. you had your moment. Please leave. <laughs> yeah, and so basically the movie ends. So that's our movie. So uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come back with to- trip talk. Trip talk it is. And we're back with trip talk. It's like soap talk, but dirtier. Oh, nice. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being on the podcast with us. <laughs> so uh, we're back with our On The Verge co-hosts. And uh, why don't you guys tell us what uh, this this week's trope is? Well, um, I found that, uh, you know, a, a pretty, pretty tr- tried and true trope that was used here was the kind of nerdy girl becomes cool for a, a hot second. And then everybody realizes she's not, she's not actually cool. Um, and then she's something happens. She's mortified and then everyone hates her for a little while. And then she redeems herself somehow. It's like, so, it's like several layers of, of tropes. Like, yeah. But can, like nerd we call it, becomes a swan kind of thing. Can we call it the ugly duckling conundrum yeah. or like the ugly duckling paradox? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 Something duckling equation. Continuum. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what do you guys think is like the the quintessential hallmarks of the ugly ducking? The ner- like just like portraying someone as a nerd, like just like mm-hmm. nerdy is always looked down upon, yeah. you know, as if right. like being smart is not an asset to your life. So like yeah. nerdy, um, I mean, I think the way she was dressing was like actually ugly. Like she like you see flashbacks to her when she was in high school and she just had the break. And she had crazy hair and just like bad clothes and mm-hmm. and even and I think this is the most like if if anything a lot of movies just have this part of the trope and just leave it at that like Hitch like Alex Hitchens you know back in the day was a big big old nerd and right. came on too strong and then uh, he learned not to be uh, <laughs> Central Intelligence The Rock is the big fat nerd and oh, he like yeah. goes and loses a lot of weight <laughs> and is cool again because he joins Central Intelligence. Mean? No, she's not a nerd in Mean Girls. Well, she is a nerd in Mean Girls, but she's but a she's hot not nerd. Quote yeah, unquote. she's not yeah. like the way that it's depicted here. Right. Like this is. I. I would. I would more want to use the '90s parlance in this movie. She's a loser. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and not that I'm calling her that, but everybody mm-hmm. else thinks but like, she is. Double L. Yeah. yeah. Something else. L seven. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. And then like she basically goes through the whole transformation that her brother helps make happen where she's not dressing like she has 
killed a bird recently on her. Um, and then they, everybody at school like slowly falls in love with her through a bunch of rumors that aren't true. And then they hate her for lying in the long run. And like, we see this a lot for like in rom-coms in other tropes as well. Like the, the bet trope where it's, it's like, I'm only dating you because of a bet. And then, you know, Oh, we actually like you because we, you know, we pulled apart like this, this, separation between us and we actually became like close and we had a connection and this is great. Oh, but you were lying the whole time. So I hate you again. Right. Um, and then there's a redemption. It's just this like roller coaster of, you know, character development. Yeah. So how do you guys think this film does dealing with the trope? Does, does it do it well? Does it do it cliche or are all tropes supposed to be cliche? What do you think? Yeah, I think they almost have to be cliche. <laughs> <laughs> To be the trope. I mean, they, I think they did it pretty well. Like she, she was so eager to fit in, which I think is another, uh, trait of, a of some most nerds mm-hmm. of like trying to be cool or trying to get in. Um, yeah, I think they did it. They did a pretty good job of, of n- nailing her awkwardness. Uh, yeah. Rewarding. Like, I mean, they really showed how hard it is to be earnest in high school yeah. uh, without just being mm-hmm. made complete fun of because you take things seriously. And I really like that part of it. What's interesting about her is that she is so not under the radar as, as oh, a yeah. nerd, like she is putting herself out there hardcore and it's like, yes, <laughs> Josie, that, like, bring poem, back, like <laughs> she reads that like love poem to her crush. And that was like the whole impetus behind him egging her on prom night. Like it's just it's like, Whoa. What a yeah. dick. <laughs> it's yeah. The, and this movie's pretty heavy handed in that regard. Like, and, and all the, all the people at the school are mm-hmm. like the, the hardest moment for her, I think uh, would probably be when she approaches the boy that she likes after somebody has poured a uh, Sprite through her backpack onto her books. And then like it, when she goes up and talks to this guy, she likes, it looks like she's kind I mean, kind of looks like she's just self and yeah. Like that is hard to come back from in high school if you already don't have a lot of confidence. Did you see that kind of bullying at your high school? I mean, we had bullying uh, for sure, but it wasn't like um, uh, it was more verbal, I think. Yeah. And then there were some fights, I guess. What's bullying like in a Catholic girl's high school? (laughs) I was trying to like recall, like I don't we certainly there was like definitely like mean girl shit happening, but I don't I don't really remember anything like that that crazy i mean there would be like rumors spread but like i remember like a bad rumor with like this one girl was that she mm-hmm. was like masturbating at the back of class and then she would sniff <laughs> her fingers or something <laughs> and i was just like this is because like i didn't even know like i'm like what the hell is masturbating like all of it just seemed <laughs> because our the way our we had uniforms of course and our skirts were like a fold in front so it was like a flap so mm. it was like easy Access, Easy access. Her, oh, yeah, she's fingering herself at the back of math class or whatever. I'm like, that doesn't seem very nice or probable. <laughs> like, why would she do this? Um, but yeah, I, I truly do not remember anything this bad happening. Um, yeah, it was probably like just just rumors, verbal stuff. What about what about, what about the small town yeah. of Tennessee? Oh man, I mean the uh, the mm. the teacher with the student. This start. Uh, this started just as a rumor. We thought it was wow. just a rumor. Turns out it was actually happening. The the young like assistant, like athletic coach, uh, was seeing mm, one wow. of like the either the Thanks. junior or senior girls, uh, and uh, 
yeah, but bullying, um, yeah, I definitely remember like more verbal stuff and, and definitely a lot of rumors flying, uh, and, and just, yeah, just people were mean, uh, but nothing like pouring sodas and bad eggs or like throwing eggs. That's what I think mean girls kind of gets a little bit more correct. It's passive aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or it's like, I'm going to cut you down in front yes. of people because I'm a yeah. little bit more witty than you yeah. and and I, yeah. I have less emotions. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't see any mm-hmm. bullying because I was a large six foot whatever kid. So I don't <laughs> think anyone's going to try anything <laughs> on me. But yeah, so I mean, a good trope. Is there is there another like movie where we see a lot of makeovers in the rom-com genre? What are, what are your what are your favorite makeovers? I mean, Clueless is a classic makeover. Classic. classic. Um, classic, classic, <laughs> um, <laughs> podcast sponsor. Um, no, I, I, I loved a clueless makeover. Um, well, she's all that one, but like, you know, that sticks out. It's just it, cause she's all that was yeah. in line with some of those like, like breakfast club where, where it's like a girl who's clearly already gorgeous, remove mm-hmm. some glasses and it's like, what? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you straighten her hair. But the thing a, is in today's day and age, the she's all that the pre transformation is what would be the, like the ideal, like hipster glasses. Like that would be mm-hmm. the hot look. It would be so cool to see a reverse high school sometime where like, maybe it was a, like a kid uh, who was on track or something like that. Um, and she was, you know, she, she's like a, a jock quote unquote, but she's still just like this really skinny nerdy girl maybe, but she's like, like eviscerated by all the super smart kids at at one point in time. So it's like kind of a reverse thing where she needs to, I don't know, get really smart. Yeah. She just needs to like be able, maybe it's debate or something. She needs to like learn how to debate and that's yeah. her transformation. They're remaking. She's all that with a TikTok star and they're gender swapping it. So uh, wow. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do with that. <laughs> that's a lot going on right there. Yeah, that's Making a lot. Making too much. <laughs> new. Everything's like a reboot. Uh, let's um, let's talk uh, just because you two are the experts here um, about experts. The experts. Sorry, how did I miss that? Yeah, that's um, an obvious one. Our, our character has never been kissed. This movie is called Never Been Kissed. It. There's a beginning moment of this movie where she's talking to Octavia Spencer and Molly Shannon about like how she just has been waiting for the right guy not to have sex with, not to, but to like date. The reason why she's not dating is because she's like, I'm just waiting for that person who I feel like I could have the perfect kiss with. And then I guess that's why this movie is called Never Been Kissed is because like the, the end of the movie leads to that. But it's really not a thing for most of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but her philosophy on the first kiss is the philosophy that Alex Hitchens is telling Kevin James about. They, they, you know, a lot and put uh, expectation on the first kiss and mm. what that means for the future of the relationship. Sure. Um, what do you two think about that in this movie? I was, uh, you know, it's been a while since I've seen this, but I was quite surprised with the lack of real like sex talk in this, like that it was just focused on, uh, the right guy or the, or the kiss, uh, and, and how she expected to feel out of that, like this magical, uh, uh, wonderful feeling, um, that I think that we all like as, as, as in our younger ages, like we're hoping it would be like sparks flying. And, um, but yeah, there was, 
not much like virginity loss of virginity talk uh, within this movie. Um, interesting enough, like because it was a high school movie, mm-hmm. and I just expected more of that. I was, um, I was convinced that when she was in the in her room alone with the guy that she was dating, that he would go in for a kiss and she would stop him, or that like it would be a bad kiss, or or something or, or that he would like be like, let's hook up or something. Yeah. It's anything like that. But there, it, there was nothing. Um, and when he didn't, I was like, Oh, he's the other reporter. Like I was like, Oh, the reason why he's not kissing her is because he thinks she's 16. That would have been really good. I know that would have been, <sighs> that's what I'm talking about. You're a good writer, Kelly. Thank you. I love you too. <laughs> if he had brought the, like, yeah, if they had had a meeting in the room, he's like, look, I know who you yeah. are. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm getting the scoop first. And in real life, he was he's older than Drew Barrymore. So it would have, you know. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. He was like I mean, a couple he, years older. He, he looked it. <laughs> no he offense, did. buddy. but he, Everybody, the ages were all over the place for me. Like, just, yeah. James um, Franco had a baby face, though. I was like, you kind of yeah. look like you belong here. Yeah. He looked young. But, like, David Arquette in real life is, like, four or five years older, maybe, than I Drew think he was 28 Barrymore. in this movie. Yeah. yeah. So he's... <laughs> For the long, I, I hadn't seen this movie in a while, and, and I always remember it as that he's her, her like doofus older brother. But then I was like, that's oh, wait, what I was thinking. Younger mm-hmm. than her, so that was even weirder. Um, right. Yeah, but no, I think yeah, I think the only time that virginity or sex is is like truly mentioned is with that girl when they're at Molly Shannon's impromptu sex ed class, and she's like, I'm oh, right. my virginity, and then Josie, you know, sweet, <laughs> earnest, soft-hearted Josie is like gives the penguin analogy. Yeah, um, Aww, life, I like the penguin whatever. analogy. Um, but then that girl is like, "I'm gonna lose my virginity to your brother," you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, in the movie, she's she's a gymnast, and at prom, she's like, "Oh yeah, like let's bone down." Also, I'm gonna yeah. show you how flexible I am at the table because I think she's already a little drunk or yeah. something. Well, yeah. I like how David Arquette is like, "I've gone too far." Yeah, he, he <laughs> yeah. sees the writing on the wall. He's like. I, I, that's a very nice to offer, but I'll be back. Maybe we can dance or something. Yeah. Like so, there is a heart in there at least. Can I? Can I guess in this room? I'm I'm hopeful that the opposite is true, but I'm thinking the first kiss that we've all had wasn't as spectacular as this movie's first kiss. Uh, or, or were you lucky enough okay. to have a spectacular on the I pitcher's bound kiss? Certainly, <laughs> certainly not as spectacular as as theirs, where there's mine like, was on home plate. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Don't mix your nice. metaphors. Don't mix your metaphors. Nice. <laughs> Mine was with my first boyfriend who went to the brother school of my oh. high school. And I would see him while I was practicing at his school. He was running tracks. So it was very Was like, he mar- wearing like a monk robe or anything cool no, like that? No. He okay. just had like a moppy, like brown hair. And he was real. He Except was for the tonsure. Just right in uh, the yeah, middle of course. it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He was tonsure. losing his hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we, we were dating and I had to confess that I had never been kissed. Uh, and whoa, 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 whoa. Was, was this, this like was a this flea like a, situation? Yeah. Like you guys were in a confessional together and like, <laughs> or was this like, never have I ever, but you guys call it confessions. Oh, we were just like in, he, he was like my age, but he had a car. Like I didn't drive till later. Like everything, you know, was like later for me. And so we were like in his car and he was like, he went and I was like, listen, I've never been kissed. Okay. Like, don't make me feel bad. And he's like, I won't. And then, so it was like sweet. It was not like, sure. You know, and it he got seemed, better, he, but it he, was, he, he was a good guy though. He was, is, he was a gentleman. Well, okay, cool. Yeah, gentlemen, we're still friends after all these years. That's good. great. Um, good. Cause if he's not a gentleman, we'll we're beat coming him up. down. Yeah, no, right. no, he was, he was very, you know, like 
I was like, I don't know how much tongue to use because I'm obviously you guys, you've only known nobody me. knows how much tongue. Yeah. You've, you got all of it one. for a couple of podcasts. The whole tongue. I'm very, <laughs> so I was just like, just tell me like what to do. Like what, what, you know, he's like, let's just relax. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> you'll know what to do. And so it was, it was helpful. Oh, nice. Yeah. Liz, can we put you on the spot about your first yeah. good story? Yeah. Um, I was, I was, uh, 15, I think. And, um, my parents dropped me off at the mall to go see a movie uh, to meet the guy there. Yeah, that I which movie? Oh God, I think it was like The Haunting of Hill House or something. <laughs> All right. Yeah, scary movie. Like, yeah. let's sit in the back. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was nice. I would. I. It was. I would rate it like a eight or a nine on Whoa. like first kiss scale. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it was very nice. Yeah. Real, real good. And then he turned out to be a jerk. Uh, okay. I mean, so, well, at least the kiss was nice. The kiss was great. Yeah, Good. first great first kiss. What about you, Ray? I I was the kissy and she was the kisser because mm. I was not expecting it because we were like this was like my first girlfriend situation. I think I was sixteen. Um, about I like how I'm looking to you. I'm like, was I sixteen during my first kiss? Kelly? <laughs> well, you've told me the story a lot, so I should know at this point. I think uh, sixteen, but. It was set up so that she didn't have a house key and I was dropping her off at her house and her parents had locked up and were like, just when you get home, just knock and we'll come down and let you in. And it was a situation where she like knocked on the door and then I was sitting there talking to her like a doofus. And then she, I'm assuming in her head was, oh my God, is he going to A, try and kiss me and B, try to kiss me while my mom is opening the door. <laughs> so she made a preemptive strike to get me out of there so it didn't happen have to happen in front of her mother. So she leaned in and gave me a kiss, but the, the distance wasn't calculated correctly. <laughs> so like it was a good kiss from her, but I was just not quite close enough so it was a good kiss but it would have been better if i she went 90 and i went zero i didn't <laughs> i didn't know Wait, what was I, going I'm on your lips like reaching out but not being able to like stretch armstrong enough yeah. to hit her because in my in my head i'm like oh, she's kissing me and i froze completely froze but there was still like a good smooch that happened and then i was like oh and then what she did after that was she was i obviously embarrassed by the whole circumstance so she just turned around and just was like knocking on the door it's like okay let me in now bye <laughs> and then i just ran to my car because i didn't want her mom to see me because i was like i don't want you to know what we were doing you just violated my daughter <laughs> yeah. well now can i ask did was there a tongue involved or was no, it too fast no I, I don't i don't think you were so close enough to even add tongue no the the tongue was was frozen in fear wow that's where I differentiate on like, what's your first kiss? Because I consider it your first kiss with with tongue. tongue oh, on that case, that was yeah. a great kiss. That was with the French okay, girl. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Ugh. Ooh, that, Wait, an actual French girl, a French kiss from French girl. Ryan and I Whoa. both had French girl kisses, and they had the same name in yeah. in what? college. <laughs> yeah, different different women. What? Wait, they are different, right? I hope so. <laughs> but this this, this was. Podcast. This was the, the French exchange student. God, it's such a cliche. She was the French exchange student who really liked movies. And so I was her neighbor. She lived in the, the house next to ours. And I was like, hey, I'll take you to the movie because we like movies. And I was like, oh, my God, I actually asked her on a date. This is great. And then we get there and 
again, I was the kissy. She's like, all right, we're making out now. I'm like, huh, what? <laughs> and we made out to Cigarettes. It was nice. Oh, nice. Wait, were you guys watching Haima? No, no. It's just like oh, that's we were the, making the... out and she's like, hold on a second. She opened her laptop, turned on Cigarettes, and it was like that very evocative, you know, sexy Cigarettes. I was, uh. I was waiting for this this uh, French woman to have like a record player or something uh, and just like, Ooh, yeah. hold on yeah. a second. Very sexily put it down. No, it was like definitely computer speakers, yeah, yeah, really nice tinny, smoke. just, yeah. Um, so if, if we're saying that's the first kiss, yes. then yeah, oh, yeah. it was spectacular, but oh, I love nice. my wife and it's more spectacular with her. Right. She doesn't listen to this podcast. It's fine. <laughs> this will be the one she listens to. She's like, I mean, she, is, she is right outside. She's like a French woman. <laughs> what the hell? Actually, she came to one of our movies, didn't she? Who? The French girl? Yeah. What movie? Didn't she come see our movie in Spokane? No, no, no. That was a different girl. I don't oh, want to okay. talk about her because that's a did. different French oh, girl. A different French girl. Well, I think that's great that it was a French girl giving you your first French kiss. Yeah. I mean, how, oh, I mean, how, how appropriate. Oh. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm next. Is that what's happening oh, yeah. here? Okay. Yeah. Um, tongue. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one. Only tongue. Only tongue or like lips and tongue? Then <laughs> <laughs> my first kiss was when I was like four years old and I was like boy crazy. That's, like, uh, that's, that's true. There are, there are. <laughs> Wonderful. Talking, yeah. Tongues touching tongues. Okay. So um, I was, I guess I was a little young then because um, I had a quote unquote girlfriend um, when I was in seventh grade and um, she lived down my street and we went to different schools and um, we made a whole plan because we'd been again, quote unquote dating for like two months and we hadn't had a kiss and so we were like, all right, we are going to kiss and we're going to like make it happen. We can't do it at either of our houses because, I mean, heaven forbid our parents catch us or something crazy happen, like our brothers walk in or whatever. And so we made we found neutral ground over at Jimmy's house. He lived down the street. And so her and I were going to meet up after school, after dark over at Jimmy's backyard, but we could, we had to go different directions. So people didn't know we were going to the same place. It's not like we didn't hang out with each other 24 seven anyway, but we were like, no, since it's the first kiss, we got to be sneaky. So nobody knows about it. Mm -hmm. We met there and we did that whole thing where we were like standing, uh, like amidst all these, um, uh, honeysuckle plants. And like before she got there, cause I got there early. Cause I'm like a consummate, like when something's really important, I have to show up like 20 minutes early to it. And I like took some of the honeysuckle and I ate it and I'm like, I'm going to taste like honey. <laughs> <laughs> and then she gets there and we do that thing where we're so nervous because we're in seventh grade that we're like, you know, kind of like, oh, do we kiss? Do we not kiss? Do we kiss? Oh my gosh. Well, let's get closer. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. Oh no, I have a boner. Oh, okay. Uh, um, and like thinking about a hundred different things. And then all of a sudden this big dog like jumps up on the fence next to us and starts barking at us. And so we're like, oh no. <sighs> We run all the way back home to her house and we were like, meet it, meet at your house. And so we run our opposite directions for some reason, back to her house, run upstairs to her bedroom, hide in her closet for some reason, because we both knew it was going to get sexy. And then we had our first kiss in the closet. It's so scary. We should hide in my closet. I know, right? Um, it's it's like what seventh graders think is super sexy. And yeah, it was. Uh, we, we had our first kiss, no tongue, went in for the second kiss. I initiated tongue. She initiated tongue at the same time. It was perfect until her mom opened the closet door and found us there. And her mom had like these, these pretty round hips. And it was just like, I turned just to see these hips. And I was like, Oh no. 
And she like basically picked me up and she's like, out, out, you're out, you're out. You can't be kissing my daughter in her closet. Out, out, out. And so we got interrupted. But <laughs> she's got you like by the scrawl of your neck. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't quite that dramatic, but it felt it felt like that. Uh, I felt pretty good about myself walking home, though. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Closet. Seventh grade. Well, good kiss stories. Uh, Kelly, I want, I need you to ask the next one. Oh, yeah. So um, it's a very important topic. We need to know what your rom-com Oscar is for this movie. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, my God. Wait. Our, so we make up a category. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And give it the best for that category. Shit. Does anyone have one ready? No. Do you, do you guys Ryan, participate? Ryan, do you have one? Uh, <laughs> um, oh, God, why is it so hard for this one? Usually we have at least yeah. one of us has it. Oh, um, oh, oh, Liz? This is, um, well, this is the band nerd in me. Okay. Uh, and I, I, I wonder if you all caught it. The Simpsons uh, theme? Yes. 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 I, I was going to say like <laughs> oh, best yeah. uh, best uh, use of a marching band. Yeah. Uh, yes. In a yeah. School movie. That was yeah. one of the best parts of the I film. I mean, that was great. We haven't done 10 things I hate about you yet. So, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Oh, true. true. But, but, but for now, I, I think, yeah, I think it's Liz's and she's not going to be on every episode. Yeah, so, so I feel like she's got to give it now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It was delightful. Yeah, it was. It was, it was such that a was fun cool. little. Yeah. I like that they just started marching around the car that yeah. was in the middle of the, the football field. It was great. I'm going to go with best righteous thunder monologue mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. rom-coms always have to have righteous thunder monologues where it's like, you hurt me, or I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking sure, sure. her to love hi- her, and all those you things. You complete me. Yeah, this one was about like self-esteem in high school and how you guys are stupid, and like she was speaking powerful truths to these kids. She totally was. That yeah. was good. <laughs> Rebecca, I see you over there with your notes. I'm looking at my notes. Okay, so maybe. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh... I really, because we didn't touch upon like the theme of the prom, um, but it was the meant to be. Josie came up with meant to be, and it was historic, yeah. like best his- couples throughout you know, history. And and they were so. And I, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I really loved, like, you know, like Josie and the popular guy are like what, Rosalind and. Rosalind oh, and what's his name? Orlando. Yeah. yeah. I loved David Arquette's. He was risky business, so he's Tom Cruise and Rebecca De Mornay, hilarious. Yeah. But one that kind of it was like you blink and you miss it is Jesus and Mary. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Or it was jo- Joseph and Mary. Yeah. Oh, Joseph, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Joseph. You went to Mary. Catholic school. You called him Jesus. I I, I I like wrote it down. I wasn't even thinking. Uh, so I would say best best Catholic reference. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that yeah. was so cheesy because yeah. they just like walked up to the table and it's like there is no room at this table for you. Yeah. You like, can't sit yeah. here. Yeah. And then they you can't leave. Sit with us. <laughs> and then she's like, I feel so bad for them. <laughs> Very good. Best. Also, shout out to the, I don't know who the two people were, but it looked like Fear and Loathing. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys see? Yeah. There was, it was, it was very, that was great. And very cute. But then there was also like groups like the village people. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> best couple though? Like, I mean, yeah. like cool these group, guys but- were ahead of the curve. Like they were 
in a group relationship. They were very sure, proud. Me, sure. It was great. It was very good to see that. And That's- then we had all the double helixes. Yes, that was. What was up was with great. the dude in the frog costume? Princess oh, and the Frog? No, no, a, a Tortoise and the Hare. He was a he was a uh, turtle. Um, oh, oh, were the Tortoise and Hare like together? Yeah, you didn't know that. Oh, I mean, it's in the deleted scenes. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. okay. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to give this movie best grammar <laughs> because um, uh, not not a the lot of times the Rastafari. She basically. It's it's hard to make a character who is a like a you know as we used to say in high school a grammar Nazi who is also super likable and I think I think her character is really likable and I liked when she was correcting everybody's grammar it gave like a dimensionality to her where I was like you know this would be super annoying if I was your friend but also I like as an English major I do appreciate you right now and so uh, yeah best grammar for me mm-hmm. that's a good one I like it. Uh, well, before we get into our next segment, I just I think I think we've kind of uh, spilled the beans a little bit on how we felt about the movie. But I just kind of want to go around and say, did we are we giving this movie thumbs up, a thumbs recommend down, don't. recommend, don't recommend? Is this a trash fire? Is it a masterpiece? What's our assessment? I'm going to give it a thumbs up for nostalgia reasons. Okay. Okay. I like it brought me back to seeing this movie as a 15, 16 year old. So I felt very, it felt very of my life at the time. Mm. I mean, even though I wasn't in a school like that. Um, but you got to watch it with nostalgia goggles to appreciate. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I would give it a thumbs up for sure. You know, there's, there's definitely problems yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Liz. Yeah. Yeah. I think Drew Barrymore did a great job. Yeah. I think she was yeah. endearing. Um, yeah. She's usually pretty like, annoying and kind of like too cutesy or whatever but no no hold on hold on what about the wedding singer i was gonna say what about ever after yeah but i think she was better i feel like this was more like her time to shine yeah this felt really her persona okay yeah Yeah. for adam sandler Mm -hmm. all right what about you liz i i was uh after i watched this i was all about like i gonna give it a thumbs down but i have been thinking about it more I think I'll give it a tentative thumb up um, because I do think it gets the this time period right of like searching for identity, trying to find belonging or your place in in high school or, or discovering like who you are. I think it it really gets that right. Uh, I think it <laughs> while it does have problems it is slightly self-aware that it does have problems. Yeah. Sure. John C. Riley calls it out. Like both uh, Rob and Josie also acknowledge that there are issues. I mean, yeah, I'll see you on the way to uh, the clinker or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's cute. Uh, you know, it's a nice little time capsule. So mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. All right. I think since I don't have nostalgia for this movie, I can't quite recommend it but it's one of those things where it's like okay you guys have gotten like people who do have nostalgia for it and people who don't have nostalgia for it so if you do have nostalgia for it it's likely that you'll enjoy it like revisiting sure yeah yeah yeah. um but i I, I can't i i i really liked the coming of age part yeah but the romance i there's too much mental gymnastics to like appreciate the romance things and i was thinking about you know what else that does this is manhattan 
Mm, is that there's like this Mm. love conquers all thing to Woody Allen pursuing Mariel Hemingway. And the movie's like, look at how heroic he is. It's like, no, no, no. And it's like the, the forgiveness always comes because it's like the filmmaking's fantastic. And for me, (laughs) for me, this movie doesn't even do that. Right. It's not even Manhattan here. Yeah. It's not even doing something really special. Which, you know, it's not as creepy, I would say, as Manhattan. It's, I mean, it's bridging, but it's, um, I, I, and that's not the reason why I'm, I, like, I'm in such a middle thumb right here. I'm, bef- before saying, yeah, let's kill the gladiator, I'm like, yeah. uh, what do you guys want me to say? Yeah. And I, I think there's so many good jokes in this movie that are like sandwiched by bad jokes or like poor writing that that's why it's hard for me to recommend it because I'm like, there's, there's so much like potential, but I I think there's so many movies that do the same thing that do it better that I would rather give somebody to watch. Like I'd rather send somebody to watch like a mean girls or, Mm -hmm. um, or, or something of the ilk, um, or a clueless just because I think there's, even though they're they're kind of copies from different times, I think the writing in those movies is smarter and carries me along in a movie that should be all about writing because it should be all about heart. And the heart was kind of, uh, it was, my heart was distracted in this movie by just um, a, like a lack of depth, I think. Yeah. I, yeah. I think um, for me, high school movies is kind of most appreciated by when you're in that range when it came out. Mm-hmm. And so like Robin, yeah. your wife showed us clueless. Like right. that was her high school movie. And like, for me, mean girls is my high school movie. And right. so nothing is going to take away mean girls from me as being like the great high school movie. Sure. Or 10 things I hate about you, which oh, is, what, which is kind of mine, which is yeah. a weird transcendent one. Cause that mm-hmm. came out like 99 too, but yeah, this was like the time for these. Movies. Yeah. 10 things yeah. I hate about you. I felt like got the most replay. I mean, that's, I think that's everybody. the one that is the best out of all the ones we've said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think, Agreed. I really wonder if Gen Z will be able to like ju- dive into 10 things and like so. get it and like understand why it's so good. Mm-hmm. Or Mean Girls too. I think they would understand why Mean Girls is, is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do also, like a, a part of understanding is like, you know, love for something. And you were talking about like nostalgia being mm-hmm. an important part of that love, which is why you two are like, yeah, like there's some good nostalgia to this film. Mm-hmm. Speaking yeah. of love. Um, I think our next question that we have to ask them is, who would you fall in love with? Are there any circumstances in which uh, the two of you might be more than just good friends? The truth of it is, I've loved you from the first second I met you. But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. You have bewitched me, body and soul. And I love, I love, I love you. I know. Young me would have said the teacher because he was handsome. Sure. Now that I see this with in the you know with the eyes of of a, a woman who understands that that is not appropriate, what was happening? Uh, now I would fall in love with uh, Aldi. Yeah, the yeah, She's she is really great. She's like knows herself. she knows herself. She's just cool. She's, she's pretty. She a good. She's kind friend. of a leader a of a group friend. too, yeah. which is which is yeah. pretty pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She had, you know, I mean, she had a lot of goals, like when that, that scene where they're at the, the coffee shop or the whatever. And she's like, this is what I, I want to do. Like these seven. I like things. that. That felt very realistic. So, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Like it, it was, you know, she, she had aspirations for something bigger than this high school dumb life. I'm going to steal that answer. Yeah. 
Yeah. That, I yep. want that. Yep. yep. Okay. I want all the same things. That's that's double for a uh, uh, Sobieski. Yep. Okay. What about you, Liz? Make it yeah. three. I think she, yeah. Seriously. Like, she was just so cool. Like, I, yeah. And I loved what you said earlier about, uh, we need a film about her. Yeah. Like, we need yeah. her story. I think there's more to it. Um, yep. So, uh, that was, okay, that's who I was going to pick, too. But... I think I think I'm going to give um, a, a little bit of love to to Drew because I think that she she is literally just coming into her own here, and I I think she she is swept away with this weird romance, but I think she's the one who makes the best choices for the emotional capacity that she like she doesn't have a lot of the tools necessary to deal with all the situations she's in but she I think she is a kind good person who is trying to do the best thing here and does it poorly at times and is kind of crazy and weird but I think she's just stepping into herself and so the Drew at the end of this movie is who I'm falling in love yeah. with um, I want to give a yeah. runner up to the football player <laughs> <laughs> he seemed very sincere didn't he <laughs> There was something about his look where I'm like, that dude went to my high school. No, that dude actually went to my high school. Like, he so looks like a... Yeah, yeah, the blonde um, refrigerator. With the big nuts. Yeah. Yeah. He had, like, big, large I I just loved his genuineness because, like, Barton's like, what do you you do on the football field? He's like, kick ass! He's like, good for you, man. You are so enthusiastic. And, like, there's chaos in the sex ed room, and he's just like, I'm just going to eat my banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was great. So I like him. And that's the other thing I think a good high school movie needs to have is that like multi-culture thing where it's like you got the jocks that are like this, but they're not cliche jocks. Like he, he's definitely got a unique personality mm-hmm. and you kind of get him. Right. But then you have those guys cosplaying as fear and loathing. And it's like that's so out of left field, but that so belongs. Yes, here. very much so. It's like we haven't seen those characters this whole time, but they've been around and it makes the world feel bigger. That's what high school feels like. Well, um, Ryan, do we have anything on the Patreon this week? Um, n- nothing on the Patreon, but you had a, you had a message. Correct? Oh yeah. We had a, we had a letter. So we do a letter segment here. Um, go ahead and roll that. Hey, Flo. Huh? Mail come. Got mail for you. Oh, Pete, you got mail. You sent me a letter. You've got mail. Okay. So, um, uh, we got a message from, uh, Carly and Steven. Um, two good friends of the pod uh, who were also at my wedding. Yeah. Um, hey, good, guys. Good peeps. Hey, what's up? And um, they said, I need to know if you know anything about this film, this film being Playtime, the French... Right. Jacques Tati. Ta- Jacques Tati uh, film. It, and if not... Jacques Tati. Jacques Tati. No, no. Jacques. Jacques. No. Jacques. Jacques. You'll get it sometime. Okay, cool. Uh, I, French isn't my first language. That's not even my second. No. Um, and if not, uh, they they think uh, that it would be great for the rom-com gents bonus content. Okay. Um, what do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, okay. Maybe we'll do that for next month's Now um, I, I have episode. no choice but to buy the Criterion box set of the Jacques Tati As if you needed an excuse. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, Liz, Rebecca, can you see behind us how it's just a wall of movies? Ryan, Ryan is very, very proud of them. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think that sounds like a great job. If anybody has seen Playtime, it's like this cool French um, comedy that's just a, kind of about commercialism, but also about romance and also about like, 
you know, just what nightlife is like in Paris mm-hmm. a little bit. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's a, a really fun, really film. cool. It's also 60s like film. two and a half hours. But it's it's kind of like a modern, well, nineteen sixties modern take on like Chaplin kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Really yeah. It's really good. But uh, if you want to learn more about bonus content like that, go to patreon.com slash romcom gents, where we got polls, bonus episodes, essays. Uh, let's tell them about the poll real quick. The, this month's poll, you got to check out. Oh yeah, the poll this month is five year engagement. Palm Springs, It Could Happen to You, and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And we got uh, the most votes right now is at Palm Springs. Oh, great. At the moment. Okay. Which, which one would you two want? Palm Springs? I'm getting a thumbs up from Liz. Just yep. to, like a wa- to watch it? Or to- yeah, basically our, page, our patrons get to um, choose what our Uh-oh. end of the month movie is. I like this, this month it was Night's Tale and Heaven. Just, just, like just like heaven. There's a tie. And so, uh, yeah, if you become a Patreon patron, uh, <laughs> gosh, I can never say that right, then uh, you can pick for just uh, the low, low price of two fifty a month. Uh, come support us. Be part of the family and uh, help us choose our movie for the end Strip of the month. coffee. Yeah. What would you guys pick? Can you repeat the yeah. list again? Yeah. So we got uh, five-year engagement, Palm Springs, It Could Happen to You, and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Definitely Palm Springs. That was okay. that was a... Uh, a highlight of 2020. I thought Andy Samberg. I, I still haven't wonderful. seen it. I'm really excited. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought Rebecca? it was, I mean, it's Groundhog's Day basically, but like, right, 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 right. right. Which we just did. Yeah. Is um, that what, what would you pick? I'd maybe pick forgetting Sarah Marshall. Me too. I love one. forgetting Sarah he Marshall. That one. Oh, so good. Um, okay. Well, let's uh, pick next week's movie. Huh? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm what we're going to need from both of you is, a number between the number one and one sixty-seven. Okay. Just a random number. You two can, you know, discuss at length which number and why. We just say, say it. it the, say it at the same time, Rebecca. I know which oh. number you're gonna pick. Okay, one. <laughs> oh, I know. Two, two three. One thirty-three. Sixty-nine. Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Nerd. No, I think we have to do 69, um, um, obviously. No, you don't. No yeah. one ever has to. Oh, that's a good one, Liz. Yeah, you don't have, you don't guys, have to do you don't 69. have to do 69, but you can. But out of respect for you two, I think we will. And uh, we're going to do The Best Man. Oh, oh perfect. Tay Diggs hotness. Okay. He is the hotness in that movie. It's Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs. Exactly. Cool. So that's next week. Uh, thanks for coming on. Where can people find you two? You can find us on the gram at on the verge pod um, Twitter as well. We're going to get back on track with Twitter. Um, and then you can find season one. Um, 15 episodes of season one are, are on all of your podcast platforms right now. You can kind of catch up on that before we launch season two next month. So find sweet on the verge y'all. Well, thanks so much for joining us. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. So delight. Fun. Yeah. And everyone should listen to your episode. We we, you know, dissected the 40-year-old virgin. Um that'll be on season 2 as well. So, everybody awesome. has to for that. Yeah, so if you guys are listening, you're on your phones, just subscribe to On the Verge now yep. and then you'll see that episode come down the pipeline. So, yep. you just and and then all the other ones too. It'll happen. Yeah, yeah, check them all out. They're all good. Yeah. 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 All good, but you guys, this is, is especially good. We were so, Aww, we're that's so, so sweet. find you on Instagram and then stalk you and then get you on our pod. That's and that's right. <laughs> this crossover friendship that we've formed. It's great. 
Well, guys, I, I've only had two conversations with you, but I think I can safely say I love all of you. Yeah, oh. I love all of you as well. Oh. <clears throat> and this is where we will say oh, goodbye. Ryan and Kelly must bid you adieu. Thank you for listening to our review. Subscribe, we'll even take a bribe. So see you next week on the Gentleman's Guide. To rom-coms. <laughs>